Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Meredith is so nice because Meredith and I used to do these on a very regular basis in 2015 and 2016. And then something happened in 2016 that wasn't great. And it it was not the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series. The Chicago Cubs winning the World Series was really, really cool. And I celebrated after one of the games at Meredith's place in Chicago. Anyways... Uh, I always associate her with that, and that's not fair because she didn't do anything wrong. It's just sometimes people get associated with things that you wish they weren't associated with. It doesn't matter. The point is Meredith is a very funny person. She's a wonderful person. And so this is sort of a COVID catch-up. The last time she was on the show was in 2017, and um, things have changed drastically since then. And that's why we now have a Patreon account. You can donate at youmethemeverybody.com in the podcast description of most every episode since this whole thing began. Without further ado, my friend, probably your friend because she's such a good person. Meredith Ketchell, everybody. I'm going to start this how I started with pretty much everyone. How has your COVID decade been? Well, um, in terms of like my mental health, I feel like I had the a longer, it's a snow day than mm. anyone else I know. Like yeah. I was like, all of my obligations are canceled forever. I love this. <laughs> I was already thinking about quitting comedy. Fantastic. Now comedy's dead. The whole <laughs> industry's dead. Like, that's great. I love that. I had to cancel my wedding though. That sucked. Yeah. That that was a real bummer, but then it's also like I feel a lot of like Schadenfreude whenever I see people like main wedding has a hundred people go and thirty of them die, and I'm like, yeah, cool, I did the right thing. Um, um I know this is not know. about COVID and it's not about you, but as someone that had to cancel a wedding, also mm-hmm. a September wedding, mm-hmm. it was for the best. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I could say that now because everything worked out. I hope you're able to say that because we were able to get married the following June. I hope you'll be able to get married in June or whenever you want to get we'll married. See. But like, why did you guys have to cancel your wedding? Oh, it was it was like a family thing. Somebody that was close to us couldn't be there physically, so we're like, well, that's it. It's it's too important to do it at this point, and yeah. it was fine. You know what I mean? It, it by the time we actually did it, we didn't care. That's exactly the the point is that I don't want to play Russian roulette with my dad. He's yeah. too important to me mm-hmm. to be like, but all my friends need to get drunk on like well poured whiskey <laughs> sours. Like I, that's not the the point of this. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be fine. Like we've been together for almost six years. <laughs> Nothing's changing. Like yeah. I'm just making him buy me more stuff. And now I have a registry that he can just pick things from. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. you you want more stuff even during coronavirus? <laughs> oh my god, dude! I don't think I've ever been like a real buyer of things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's fine. Everything I have is a hand me down, or I like found it in the alley. And coronavirus hit, and that was my solace. Like people were like, "I'm making bread," and I was like, "I bought an ice machine." <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's interesting that that's the route you went. I think I did the opposite route, but I think I was already on that route with the with the child. Like I got the jump on how to live in an isolated world in December. Right. And like how was hanging out and like starting the first few months of somebody's life in a pandemic? Well, that's the thing. Like he is the perfect age for this because he had already he was like 9 months when the pandemic really hit. So 
the the scary part of like the early shots and stuff like that had already been passed. So like when he got his two month shots, I felt like a huge burden had been lifted because he was born premature and it was a super scary and blah 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 blah. Right. And because he had been. Uh, that was already done and he was supposed to start daycare on April 1st and that didn't happen for obvious reasons. No way. I feel like we dodged a bullet, right? Right. But on the oh. other hand, he the, the socialization has been like so um, hurt, but he's so young, it doesn't really matter and now like parks are open so like he sees kids on a daily basis. It's just like he's not in a room with them ever. I don't think right. he's been inside with a kid since like his last pediatrician visit. Right. My my best friend has two kids and they're four and six now. And I, I, I understand that it's like really, really hard for her mm-hmm. because they've already been socialized. Right. Mm-hmm. They like see the kids playing outside and they're like pressed up against the glass being like, can we? Yeah. Uh, and that's much harder. Your baby doesn't have any friends. Exactly. And <laughs> uh, one of the good things about this is we're in D.C. and it's there's a mask mandate here and. I don't remember the last time I went to a park and everyone didn't have a mask. Right. Where in Virginia, there's no mask mandate. So over the weekend, we had a play date with somebody else and they they would wear a mask around us. But I'd say like half the park doesn't have it. And the more we learn about transmission, the more we realize like it doesn't really matter for the adults in an outside environment because in theory, no one's talking that close. But That's correct. it's yeah. this weird culture shock thing. Right. And you're in Chicago, mask mandate, you're in a neighborhood that's incredibly liberal, super masked yeah. in a good yeah. way. Yeah. Do, when you leave that little bubble, do you feel safe? That's a really good question. Um, no. Like, yeah. also, but like, when I'm going places, if, if we're outside, most adults, it's probably 50-50 for adults walking outside by themselves wearing a mask. Okay. Because from what we know, like the mask mandate is anytime you're inside, anytime you're talking to like a server or like a bank teller or whatever like that, uh, anytime that, well, yeah, I think that's about it. Okay. That's the mask mandate basically. Uh, outside though, people are fairly liberal with it. Most people are fine. Like I, I don't know. But then I go to the suburbs and like somebody hugs me and I'm like, get the fuck away from me. What are you doing? And then I can't help myself. And you say that, that or you hug them hug. back? Like, <laughs> like I think everyone does the like, oh, should we, shouldn't we? Um, and usually at the beginning, I'm pretty uncomfortable with it. But if we've been sitting outside and you're talking to someone and like listening to what they've been doing mm-hmm. during COVID and like you realize like, oh, this person's absolutely taking it just as seriously as me. And I've only seen what, seven people in six months like i think this one will be fine if i get a a side hug i'm but yeah i set up my entire life of people not touching me i know so it's pretty great (laughs) for me i'm fine with this (laughs) in terms of that aspect of it i just feel bad for my kid (laughs) you haven't touched him yet you're waiting Uh, it's weird because he's taking a lot of my mannerisms at the park. So like, he just stares at people. I was about like, to say, does he just shit talk people? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. He'll warm up to somebody after like 20 minutes. <laughs> 
but it's actually perfect because like, I don't have to worry about him running up and doing something like with a kid whose parents aren't masked because he's he doesn't want to deal with them anyways. He oh. you have to earn his love. I really love that, and yeah, also it sounds like every guy I dated in college. So. Yeah. How did did you sell it? Looked like you celebrated your almost wedding date. Um, yeah, so we we celebrated our almost or yeah our almost wedding date. Um, we we ended up because Jimo and I, that's my fiance <laughs> listening who doesn't know. Uh, we like love movies. We watched uh, in quarantine. I think a hundred and eighty movies or something like. You've that. never sounded more childless. I know it was awesome. <laughs> um, it was great, and like we love that stuff. So we were like, okay, um, the mandate in Chicago is you can have up to ten people in like your backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were like, we'll do a, a double feature rom com night, ten people at each showing, two chairs on either side. They're all five feet apart. Like it was really really fun and um. We watched Sarah Marshall, so when he gets to Hawaii, we, like, jumped up and gave everyone lays. And Aww. then we watched They Came Together with Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd, which is truly one of the best movies ever. And we gave everyone the Groucho Marx classes when she put those on at the wedding. Uh, it was just fun. It was silly. I needed to, like, do something. I needed to be around some people. Otherwise, I would have been like, why, God? Yeah. yeah so. Did you have a venue? We did. We were going to get married at the hideout. Oh, man. Um, What's the plan as of today, which is Tuesday, September 22nd? (laughs) What's your plan for... Do you have... Are you... We have no plans. (laughs) There's nothing to plan for. Do you know what I mean? Like A hundred percent. But... How could I possibly? Well, there are people in my life who uh, were supposed to get married in September of 2020 that have already moved it to September 2021. I mean, I could be optimistic, but I think if 2020 has taught me anything, well, since 2016 taught me anything, don't be optimistic, you dumb bitch. Like, that's, like, really what I'm getting from the universe. Uh, I honestly would be fine getting married at a courthouse as Mm -hmm. long as my parents and his parents were there. And then, um, you know, not to have, like, a gas mask party like they did in the Virgin Suicides or anything, but, you know whenever we can it'd be nice to celebrate but what if i didn't spend that money you know yeah i totally know bought a house so are you thinking about buying a house yes i am very much where um we're looking i'm looking we're not looking i'm looking every time i wake up hungover i'll stay in bed for a half an hour and just look at realtor apps Mm -hmm. Um, Saganosh, Mayfair, a little bit north, a little bit west. It really depends on where I get a teaching job, you know? Okay. So how is it teaching during COVID? Like, (laughs) I'm assuming you're digital? Um, so I'm currently, I'm at the tail end of my master's for education. For my, um, collective, we went digital. Okay. Um, yeah, we went digital because we were still... It was March, April, May. We were supposed to end everything in May. Normally, we have a big final showcase, and it's so fun. But we couldn't do that, so we're building, like, this weird, crazy, glitchy website with all their work on it mm-hmm. um, instead. It's getting people to show up is really hard because now nothing is mandatory, mm. you know? I think everyone's a little too soft on each other. 
Like, if oh, you can I make see. it, you can make it, you know? Like, but I also understand if you're face down on your couch for the last three days. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, interesting because art is one of those things where you, you want to see it with your eyes, um, yeah. not through a screen. That's exactly right. And it's really hard to, like, share out. Like, we had people make things, for sure. And they were, and they were beautiful. But it's also, like, they would, like, do the thing where they change the camera view and then like put it in like a dark corner and try and show us. And it was like moving the whole time. And you're like, great. Okay. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from talking to like my teacher friends right now, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Everyone's in a different place. Some people are teaching in person. Some people aren't. Some people like the normalcy of teaching in person. Some people think it's absolutely absurd. Um, I, I have like, some dark conspiracy theories that this is Betsy DeVos just trying to get rid of public school altogether. But that's just me <laughs> just being like, it doesn't work. We should privatize it. Would um, you teach at a private school? Uh, I don't teach at a private school. No, would yeah, you? Oh, would I? Mm, that's a really good question. I don't think I would. Okay. I think there would probably be too many rules that I would really have a problem with. As someone that attended private school for their entire uh, life, let me inform you? you, no, there aren't a ton of rules, and there the teachers aren't. usually aren't as qualified. Oh, see, I hate that. And they don't pay but as much. I pay extra if your teachers aren't as qualified. Because exclusatory? Because other people can't go. That's why. Gross. Did yeah. you like private school? No, I didn't want to go. I went to Catholic school my entire life, and I was not baptized Catholic. I was not raised Catholic. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I did move four times in high school, so like it made sense in that way because I would have had to go to four different high schools. So in the way, in that one aspect, I was grateful, but for the majority of it, I was not. I liked my classmates, and mm -hmm. I'm still friends with some of them. So like, it's not against them. I don't think it's a people thing whatsoever. But I think being in a Catholic school for the duration of my education, even in college, was maybe, maybe, the mm -hmm. perfect background to live through this. Okay. Yeah. I'm listening. My entire How's life, that? I never got, I was never surrounded by people I liked in terms of beliefs, in terms of ethos, in terms of okay. the bigger things, right? But yeah. I was able to find common ground with the children of all of those people because those are my peers. And right. I understood why people believe and protect the institution rather than the person. And I can't think of anything more apt for this country, specifically this week, than that. Oh, my God. I mean, Jesus, good point. Jesus. Sorry, I started thinking about the news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the news, as opposed the to the, the first 15 minutes we were talking about, where coronavirus, even though the the, it, the death toll for coronavirus is like an every other day 9-11 in the United States of America. Yeah. And that's and like, not talked about on a minute-by-minute -minute basis. Well, it's you're talking about something that isn't... It's the same sort of, like, control thing that um, Republicans and, like, their constituents really fucking love is that they love, like, very sad tragedy that's, like, very visceral and there's a hero. And there's no hero here that they can see that they, that seems like a firefighter who's, like, risking his life running upstairs. It is just, like, RNs who are, mm -hmm. like, out of the public eye that are risking their lives every day. Like, it's just less sexy. 
yeah. and 9-11, so they just don't give a shit. COVID, less sexy than 9-11. Is, it is! <laughs> are you glad you're living through this in Chicago? Yeah. Are really You are. Glad. Yeah, I gotta say. Okay. I, like, I feel like I have more compassion for my neighbors. I feel that there was like a lot of community building that happened. I live like two blocks from Lori Lightfoot. So it was really nice to hear all the people screaming at her all the time before they banned protests on her block. Um, I, uh, I don't, I, my parents live in a really rural place. They live in Grant County in Wisconsin and they're, they're like 62 for every 100,000 people. Whoa. And we're 12 in Chicago. Like, there is not safety in rurality, I guess. Is that the word? Mm -hmm. There's just not. Does that make you feel like you're taking this too seriously? Because the Mm -hmm. risk factor in Chicago is remarkably lower than where your parents are. Mm, Yet you're living a very strict lifestyle. But that's like, that would be like, hey, Japan, do you feel like you're doing too much? And they're like, no, we're doing great, idiots. Okay. Like, yeah, it's just the lockdown is part of life now. And I think like when you start to accept that, like, there's just been a little shift until it's better. Like 1918 didn't last forever. I understand that. But here's my question. When do you think it will be? Mm quote unquote better to I understand mass are going to be part of they probably should be part of our life and ha- should have been part of our life since birth but that'll For probably sure. hopefully stick around I could definitely see it not but I, I could see it but sticking like going around. back to like the American way is what mm-hmm. you're saying or just like going just being able to go to a restaurant or a bar comfortably 2022 okay yeah okay. I'd say I'd say we're two years out okay yeah what do you think I think you're not wrong, and unfortunately, I think way too much depends on this November. Oh, and, and all terms, of it depends ter- on this November. Not all of it. Not all of it. So much. But so much it does. Uh, so, so, so much. It's interesting to talk to people throughout this that say, I'm glad I'm, I'm here, I'm glad I'm not there, blah, blah, blah. Majority of people say they're glad that where they are, and right. all I want to be is in Canada. Oh, okay, okay. That I agree with. Absolutely, I would like to be anywhere besides the United States. So pick a country I, or pick a space something. I mean, wh- where would you be? You have to be in now. You can't say, um, I don't know, Germany, nineteen forty-five. You know what I mean? It's got to no, be I mean, like, right now. Yeah. Like where would I be? Yeah. Denmark. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to Denmark. It seems great. Yeah, because in theory, you could still teach in America, just have weird hours. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Or I could teach there, get mm-hmm. great, like, socialized medicine, get, like, what, 80 years of paternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Like, it sounds awesome. Eat I, a bunch of tinned fish, go to bed at midnight. Sounds amazing. Yeah. So why not do that? Um, Right now, because the borders are closed, right? Okay, okay. Let's throw that away. Let's say you could move okay. tomorrow. Would you? Okay. If I could move tomorrow, I would have to convince my parents to come. Got it. So your parents are the reason why. My parents are definitely the reason why. My dad's in his mid... They're both mm. in their mid-70s. Yeah. And, like, you know, if we're being realistic, we see our parents, what, two times a year, three times a year, uh, if you live a couple hours away. And, like, so I've got, you know, realistically, 12, 15 more times of seeing my mm-hmm. parents. Uh, I am trying to grow that number quite a bit. Got um, it. I'm very, very aware of time right now, right? 
I think that's why Canada is so appealing because the flights from like Toronto to Chicago are pretty much the same as they are from DC to Chicago. But like, are people okay? But we'd said that that's not happening. So like, in theory. Yeah, this is all theory because I'm looking for jobs in Canada on a daily basis. But they they would have they would have to be the kind that like I could work here until the borders are open, and more importantly, like they'll sponsor me. Right. My um. My, or I wouldn't call him a friend, but a kid I know works in DC. He's a diplomat and uh, was talking to one of his Canadian diplomat friends. And he was like, what would it take to like, you know, for just a regular schmo mm-hmm. to get up to Canada? And he was like, um, everything. It would take your entire life being absolutely perfect. We don't really want you guys. Yeah, exactly. I totally I like, get it. God, why though? The rest of us are nice. No, we're not. <laughs> Come on. No, we're not. I'm pretty nice. <laughs> Are you happy right now? Uh, weirdly enough, yeah. That's I'm great. Happy. Yeah, what about you? Um, No, but I'm not yeah. unhappy either. But I'm just tense, which is bad. Are you more unhappy than usual? Yes, remarkably. Okay. Remarkably. Like yeah, a well, depression? Like, a, no, like it's settling in every day? Or like somewhat. a constant like... like a buzzing anxiety not see that's the thing my therapist thought was like considers anxiety and anger the same and i understand why but it's different it's so fucking different well no i mean no matter what you're in a bad place and (laughs) you're not helping anybody sure but they're two totally different feelings anger you can kind of like get out and it'll go away anxiety will just stick with you if you don't yeah, so that's why the, I'm definitely more angry. Um, uh, because the the thing about this for a lot of people, it's like, well, this was a good time to figure out what you wanted to do, but I was already doing what I wanted to do. I know. So that's the thing about it that just doesn't make any sense. Like, I was on such a good path in January and February because I was like, it was with my newborn son, and I'm like, right? I'm at the point where like I'm like totally getting into Buddhism. You know what I mean? Like that's the level of like good I was at. Okay. And now, and like I was talking to my therapist every other week, and now I'm like therapistless, jobless, and just like the Buddhism stuff is like the only thing that keeps me, not the only thing, one of the things that keeps me from just going dark all the time. I am honestly very, very impressed uh, that you kept up the Buddhism thing when shit got really hard, right? Uh, if anything, like I ramped it up. I just ramped it so much. I ramped it up I'm- so hard. I'm so into that. I think that's great. But I'm also cognizant that I'm like I'm a 37 year old white guy in America, you know, and like talking about this is just such a douchey thing to do. Even though like maybe talking about this thing would make the world such a better place. You know what I mean? Sure. Like Absolutely. I know why. I totally get it. <sighs> do you find that you're able to with the art stuff? I think anybody that's an art. Artist, Jesus Christ. And anyone that's an artist that goes into this field, you instantly have, not instantly, you, you've you worked on compassion. That's probably why you're an artist. Or else you'd be yeah. like a banker. Now, I'm not saying bankers can't have compassion, but like you're not going into art for the money. No, 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 no. You kind of go in for the connection. With the, 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 hmm. I'm stumbling over this because I, I don't know if you have connection right now. That's a... It's a really good question. Um, I have connection with like the things that like, and the people that matter most. 
And I feel like I've gotten to reevaluate a lot of relationships in my life that like weren't serving me. One of them, of course, is like the concept of comedy, but others have been like friendships that weren't working out, uh, you know, relationships that weren't working out, my own relationships with myself and like what I intended for myself to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've cut myself off quite a bit, but that means that the things that I really want to like give attention to have grown. I have more time for them. So you've intentionally so, severed ties with multiple individuals in the last six months. I wouldn't say uh, severed ties, but like I've definitely stepped back from a lot of relationships in the capacity that I was like giving energy to them before, for sure. Have And others have ramped up. And others have definitely ramped up. Like I would say I'm more in love with my fiance than I've ever been. Oh, that's great. Great. I love it. I love hanging out with him all the time. Like he went back to work two days a week mm-hmm. and uh, he said that all of the people at his job were like, oh my God, I'm home with my wife all day and it sucks. I'm going to kill her. And he's like, no, nah, I just, we have a great time and we plan dinner at lunch and then, you know, go our separate ways and give a little kiss every once in a while. <laughs> it's great. It's been really fun, honestly. I'm... Do you guys- do yeah. yeah, do your coworkers does his coworkers have kids? They do. That's the difference. It is the difference. Like it's a hundred percent the difference. I don't right? like if I didn't have a kid during this, I'd be like, Hell yeah, this school this is rules. I'd have like probably four to six hours every day working on my show, like recording, <laughs> and then writing the right. other like four to six hours a day and just getting right. like ripped on the roof. Yeah, that's really my life. Yeah. But I can't do those things. I get I get Aww. a nap to do this, which I love. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's alive. Like that's not I wouldn't trade it in for that. But I get <laughs> I get I get a nap when he naps. Uh-huh. I do this. Try to do this every day. And then uh-huh. and this is my one conversation with a not my wife. But you're doing a different conversation with a new person every day. That's the goal. Man, that's so much more than so many people are doing. Exactly. Like, Brandon, I, I've always admired your like dedication to your craft. <laughs> yeah. For that reason, like you put on the show, you fucking right, you record like constantly. You're always setting up new things. Like you stay busy. You're the, not bad at staying busy. But the point isn't to be busy. The point is to find that connection. The same way you go in. The same reason I think you went into being an artist and, and to teach art. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have that when you can't be in the same room with people. And it's, it's something that's like, it's definitely like hurting me, but I'm not going to complain because my livelihood for a very long time wasn't based on that, where most, the place you were going to get married isn't open and they might not be open ever again. Like that, like I don't feel like I have a right to complain, but without stating the reality, I don't want to deny it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Like, it's in that same way that like, I feel like I'm still talking to people all the time, but really what I want to be doing right now is, and I know that you hate this when I do this to you when we're in person is to like grab your hand when we're talking, when I'm really excited. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it is the little bits of connection that we're missing that are starting to feel like PTSD when I think about going back to that sort of life. Um, Do you think you'll ever be able to get there? Do you think it'll be 2022? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, are you guys talking about pods at all? Somewhat. Like, well, because somewhat? if 
if he has to go into the nanny situation or a daycare situation, right. we have to. Right. So right. that that will be that will determine our pod. But the the issue is it'll be with other kids. And also, more importantly, my wife has to go back to the hill to report and that's the most dangerous place in DC in terms of COVID. <laughs> I is it really? Well, if you think about it, it's like the one place where people from around the country are going and some are using this as a political thing. I hate I hate old men. I hate them so much. <laughs> they are ruiners of everything. They're a little stuck up. They're bad at sex. I hate them. Well, I that's just, on you. Oh, that I'm a big me. fan. <laughs> I told you I went to Catholic school my whole life. 